This is the Fox Motorsports Supercars Podcast with your host, the Pit Lane Rogue. Welcome to the post tail and bend wrap up for the Fox Motorsports Supercars Podcast. Joined today with a gallery of stars. Welcome along, Will Dale from FoxSports.com.au. Welcome, Will. Hello, hello. Well, I wish I could get that intro out. Let's do better with the next one. Our uh, podium getter from uh, from Sunday, our regular contributor, David Reynolds from Erebus Motorsport. Welcome, my friend. G'day. Thank you for having me again. Unfortunately for people listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and also, special guest this week, uh, Nick Perkat from Brad Jones Racing. Welcome, Nick. Hey, how are we going? Good. Nick, is this your first time? It is, Virgin. Always. Oh, we get to pop the cherry. There we go. <laughs> Uh, boys, let's you get... have to like bend over and touch your toes My hamstrings are too tight for that mate. Oh. Um, Let's get straight into the championship chat Because it had some big uh, implications on the weekend uh, McLaughlin no longer the championship leader SVG has t- took over the lead uh, Boys, it really was a disastrous weekend by Scott McLaughlin And really the whole DJR Team Penske team it, yeah, was. it was. He still got more. He got more attention than me. Still, not a good weekend. <laughs> 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 uh, that's true. That's, that's <laughs> standard. Yeah, standard, my friend. <laughs> we always like we have like a in pit lane. We have like a in joke about it. So we just we we yeah. That was very funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, um, Will. What did what did you make of this whole uh, implication of the of the championship? Jeez, how do you follow that? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we always knew Triple Eight were going to come on strong. The more they learned about the ZB, we've gone to two rounds, not necessarily new tracks, but two rounds where there have been a lot of variables where it's not necessarily been the same thing um, that the teams and drivers have experienced in the past and they've come out and brained everyone. Like the the advantage that they had at tail at, at the bend over everyone else was like it, it it was incredible. Like it was like I can't imagine that was fun for for everyone else to be a part of, but just purely from a um from watching a team dig deep and execute, like to pull that big of a margin on ev- everyone else and there are a lot of good operators in the paddock, it was incredible. I know we we talk them talk a lot about them, but they that was kind of one of the first weekends that they really dominated, and they seemed to dominate on new circuits. I mean, uh, Taylor was uh, when we were there on the weekend looked very much like and felt very much like in the Austin Texas round where Triple Eight were was strong that weekend. It seems like they they did it took their Austin circuit from all those years ago and put it in their cars and off they went. Mm. Their cars are very good at those hybrid circuits, and they're just they're good at learning new circuits quickly. Where some of the smaller teams, like my team, <laughs> they just take it. We take a little bit to understand what's going on, and then to sort of tune around it. Uh, can, yeah. can you call yourself a small team when you win Bathurst, Dave? Are you still? I don't. I don't. I yeah, dispute that you're in still the, small. Well, in the scale of things, we run two cars. It's still small. We've got 22 staff, including drivers, staff, accountants. Receptionist. Yeah. We're still small in the scheme of things, I think. You know, we don't build engines there. We outsource a lot of stuff. Sure, but you're... You'd you'd look in there and go, okay, that's a small team, wouldn't you? Sure, but you're not a small team in culture, though. I mean, you you know, the, the... 
you guys you make aren't up punching personality, AJ. Sure, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. But you're not, um, you know, you're not punching above your weight anymore. You I mean you truly believe that you need to be that you deserve to be up the front, and you said that yourself. So it may be a small team in size, but definitely not in in team culture. Yeah, correct, but. You know, I'd, I'd, you know, it, it, we're still a small team. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how you want to look at it. You know, cult, it we've got a, we've got a great culture. Like, yeah. You know, every time you work, rock up to the workshop, you know, it's always happy, positive vibes. You know, everyone looks forward to going to work. It's, you know, it's fun. It's, mm. We created a fun environment. It's not a drag. You've rocked up with um, yourself and a rookie, though, not two blokes who are both champions. Well, yeah, that's. So you got one bloke learning a series still. Yes. And, that's and the new track. Half our, that's also half our drama. He's not, a not, bloody not good drama, but, but yeah. yeah. He does a good job. Our cars are good to drive. They're easy to drive on the limit. You can feel everything except on the weekend. It wasn't that good. <laughs> except on the Sunday, we got it much better, but that's another story. But, you know, when the cars, like when you first jumped in the series, Nick, and you jumped into like a like a good team, the, the cars are easy to drive. It makes you kind of look better than... Oh, yeah. What you expected, really, hey? Yeah. Yeah, well, my first year when those WR things were still okay, we were, like, on the podium and stuff, so my first... Yeah, you won, you won Bathurst your first time. Yeah, no. See so, what I mean? So, <laughs> so, boys, tell me about Tail and Ben from your perspective, turning up there on the weekend. I mean, Dave, you weren't so quick there on Saturday, but podiumed on, on Sunday, and Nick, uh, the, you got, your BJR guys were the same, I mean, you pulled out a fourth and a fifth on, on Sunday, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think, oh, I think my car, we had a bit of drama, we had probably underperformed, we had, yeah, gear a lap four or something, practice one, and then a few other things going on in practice two, and then in race one, we had no left rear damper, because that failed, so I think, from my side, we actually had potential to run with those two at the front, um, and our race pace on Sunday says that. So disappointing, but yeah, good for the team. And um, it's got to learn a new track. That was good fun. And hopefully next year we go back there with a soft tyre and a few other bits and pieces. It'll be good. Mm. I actually really loved I loved the layout. I loved everything about it except all the dust and yeah, qualifying. You know, Lounsey kept dragging stuff on and qualifying apparently and stuffing up everyone's lap. He'd put in a fast time because he goes out of pit lane quick, you know, early and everyone. Mm. He'd go through turn five and destroy it for everyone else, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it, but that's the word on the street. Well, SVG but no, that... I, I, To be honest, can I finish? Um, like, I loved, I loved the layout. I loved everything about it. Um, just my results were average until the Sunday. So on the Saturday, I was contemplating, do I still have the ability to do this job? And on Sunday, I surprised myself even and went, oh, this is not so hard. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you think. That's the, the mentality of a driver day in, it day is. out, isn't it? If you're it by seven inch, you're like, hell, what am I doing? Are we, the yeah. next day, you change the car, you don't, you, you don't think any different or drive any different. It all happens so much easier. So what was, it, what was the difference between Saturday and Sunday for you, Dave? Um, oh, yeah, we threw the kitchen sink at it overnight. Like, we sat down and just thought about what's actually going on. You know, just actually sat down and thought, what's, what's really our, our weak point? What mm-hmm. could this be causing that? And then tried to come up with a solution. And the solution was, we tried it on, uh, sorry, qualifying one. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a lot better. And then we kind of just went, oh, maybe we'll just, Instead of doing our normal race stuff, we'll just try more of that 
for the race because the tyres didn't wear out, so we didn't have to really worry about, you know, um, degradation or anything. So we just tried more of that and went, oh, heaps better. Went so much faster. I literally went from the 17th fastest car mm. to the third fastest car or fourth fastest car. And and Nick, what about what about you? I mean, what was the change for you, for you guys from Saturday to Sunday that uh, that that put you from just outside the top ten, well up and truly into the top five? Um, nothing, to be honest. The only session that our car didn't have an issue was practice three, and we were quicker than old tyres and new tyres. So mm-hmm. we had we had dramas pretty much every session besides practice three and and Sunday's race. So yeah, I got, we just had um, things going on that shouldn't have been really happening. So. Um, yeah, we just, that's, we left there thinking that's a weekend that, you know, got away from us and should have had much better results on my side, so. Could have um, been. Yep, things that out of our control though, but yeah. Um, to drive around, honestly, we had the left rear damper was completely dead on Saturday and to finish 11th is, you know, shows the speed of that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Sunday, quality, you know, drive error cost us starting well and then a bit of biff at the start of Sunday's race, back to 17th, and then, you know, to drive back to 5th, and then um, basically just roll out at the end there, because um, Slade and Reynolds were too far up the road. Um, it was a pretty good weekend. Where was your driver error, error in um, qualifying? 10-6, and, uh, oh, yeah. and 13, because of the left rear damper on Saturday, oh, they had driving style massively for the whole race, yeah. and then try and roll out in quality and drove like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How hard was it to, to pass at the Talon circuit? I know, Nick, you put a really good move on through on Scotty Pye on Sunday. I had a great battle with, with Scotty Pye there for a, for a little bit. I think it was relatively easy. Um, I passed a lot of cars on Sunday. You could pass 10 1, 3, 6, 13, 17. There's a few spots. Generally, if you just if you waited a couple of laps, they'd spear off in front of you. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Mate, there was, we, we, we were talking about it afterwards. There's something called mystery dirt. So you'd yes. be cruising along, and then like all of a sudden there'd be a dirt dirt patch on the road where a car's kind of run off and dragged all the shit on the track, and then you run over it, and it literally kills your car by a second a lap. Yeah. For like half the lap, and you you'd end up locking brakes and spearing off and looking like a complete amateur. <laughs> And there's nothing you could do about it. Mm. It was pretty wild. It was bizarre. It was so bizarre. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, in um, Will, SVG had a little bit of moment in uh, in qualifying, got a little bit of an internal wrap across the knuckles. Can you talk us through that uh, that little incident? Well, yeah, it was... Well, we all saw him on the TV storming off, our, storming off out of the garage after Yeah, try trying to shake her from the slipstream. And then she finally caught up with him and asked him asked him a question about the McLaughlin thing, and he was completely surprised. He thought he was she, she was going to ask him about something entirely different, which is what had upset him, which was apparently the reception that he received when he got back to the garage after qualifying. Um, Red Bull locked out the front row. He was P2. He was pretty happy with that. And um, apparently, apparently the team was quite grumpy with him over having done just that, dropped dropped a wheel off in the dirt, kicked dirt up all over the track, and ruined his and ruined I think a couple of his teammates' qualifying runs. So um, really, yeah, he wasn't, but yeah. So that's yeah, right. why. So that's why apparently he was he was trying to get back to the transporter with a new lap record um, from the garage. <laughs> not not anything not anything else. 
Right. Well, Hang I'm, on. I'm... Can you just explain everything you just said again? I'm confused. <laughs> well, is this Saturday? <laughs> this was Saturday. Was Saturday yes. Yeah. yeah. Saturday. Oh, I was yeah. only took the wheel and then Wing Cup went like right off and spun and then ruined it for the other 26 blokes. <laughs> that would be the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, apparently Lowndes wasn't the only one. There was a couple of other blokes as well. Yeah. That's seven out there. of them. But I was not one of them. What? I'm going to put my... I'm a good person. If I put a wheel in the dirt, I'd end up off the road. Yeah. I know. Mm. Yeah, but on your inlet, you can do it, because then... Yeah, it's pretty evil, then. I know. It's <laughs> um, a little bitter. So, would, you know, there was a, a case for the... There was, a you know, apart from Sunday, it was a little bit of a... You know, Saturday was a little bit of a yawn fest. Would the soft tyre have, do you think, have helped? Should we go for softer tyres next year? Oh, who knows, man? It, you just, it's a bit of a yawn fest because there's no deg. Mm-hmm. You know, the strategy is the strategy. Um, you can undercut, you can overcut, you can do any sort of cut you want. It's There wasn't there wasn't a lot to it. If Generally, if you had the faster car, you'd, you'd kind of get to the front anyway. Was, yeah, there wasn't a lot to it. Would the soft tyre make a difference? Who knows? Might be easier for us to drive. Mm-hmm. That's about it, really. What do you think, yeah. Nick? Yeah, um, so I think Saturday races when they're that like kind short of races, throw two tyres on it or whatever you want to do. Short races, aren't, they never supply much good racing. To be honest, no, they don't. No. Mm. So it's uh, yeah, I don't know. But would you want to do like a 200k race su- Sunday and a 200k race Sunday? Yeah. Oh, you would? Yeah, fair enough. There you go. I find the short one boring. 20 laps. Yeah. <laughs> it's over and done. Like that, that, the, the race, even the 200k race, it happened fast, didn't it? Yeah, it was too short. Mm. Like, yeah. We'd done the last pit stop and they go, oh, there's like 17 laps to go. I'm like, oh, that was quick. Mm. Hey, boys, with, yeah. no, with no tyre dig, did that mean that you guys were able to just drive flat out the whole way or... Oh, you're not you're not flat flat out because if you have a yeah. big slide, you kind of superheat the tire and you kind of lose grip from that, not from actual the the rubber falling off it. Okay. So you're kind of driving at ninety five percent anyway. Well, that's what I found. Yeah. Same same. So do you, yeah. do you think the do you think that Tail and Ben would make it a good enduro race venue? Um, what would you take away? Like, well, we know that. Or? Well, yeah. Well, Sandown's obviously closing in a couple of years' time. Yeah. Um, Is it? Yeah, like yeah. The, the, it's been <laughs> sold off for housing. Well, it's, well, it's been closing for a couple in a couple of years' time for the last ten years. Ten sure. years. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if Sandown closes, would you like to see the the, the Bathurst warm up at Talem? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if they close Sandown, like I don't really care where we go to, except if we don't go to Winton or Queensland Raceway, I'd be happy anywhere. <laughs> Could you imagine a five-lap Winton? Mate, I wouldn't. This wouldn't bother. <laughs> they did like a hundred-lap race. They did a hundred-lap race there early two thousands, I think. Yeah. And everyone was just off it big time. <laughs> I think if they did a tail and bend, it'd be right because then it'd be a fuel yeah. race. And the way our cars, I think I don't know what yours like Reynolds, but. When the fuel came off the cars, you saw it in the stint. We're just getting faster and faster and faster. So, if there's actually a proper fuel race where you could, like we do on the Sunday, but longer, it'd be might spice it up a bit. Yep. At the end of yeah, it, you could, you could go a second lap faster than you were at the start. So, it's yep. pretty well, good to send the cut overcut that way. Sandown has negative deg almost. Yeah, just, just from the, the fuel. 
just from the fuel load getting lighter and lighter. Yeah. The tyres will wear out heaps, but the, you know, you run sitting the straighter heaps better. So, setup wise, how much do you think you've learnt from the bend that you could set the car up for any other circuit? Probably the same as testing at Winton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking to like two negative people about it. No, but that's no, fine. I think Melbourne teams are, we get, testing at Winton doesn't matter what you do. Like you can, you just know you need to do like two certain things and the thing will light up around there and it mm-hmm. won't work at any other circuit. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And it'll be the same at Tail and Ben. We had things in the car that we wouldn't have run probably since Austin at mm-hmm. VJR. Yep. And it's like, when did that work next time? Oh, Tail and Ben four years later. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit like that. Speaking about Winton, when are you guys testing this next week or Tuesday. what's it? Tuesday, yeah. yeah. What about you, David? Yep. Yeah, we've got our second test day for the year on uh, yeah, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, testing. <laughs> 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 Suddenly looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's what's the plan? Are you, are you testing? You know, mostly testing your co-drivers out, or you, you know, what? Well, yeah, because your co-drivers haven't driven a lot for the whole year, so you do heaps of enduro stuff like. Um, well, Luke will get a lot of laps. Um, we do driver change practice, uh, you know, brake pad change, disc change now, just all that sort of jizz jazz. Nothing, you know, a, a couple of performance parts related or tuning items, but, you know, more focused on enduros mm-hmm. and just trying to get in the rhythm of, you know, because we'll have different seats in it and it, it's all a bit different, so you got to try and get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Same for us. Yeah, same for you guys. So, um, I started my, I moved my feet and stuff like that before for the Eastern Creek ride day. So I've been driving it in the in a forward position than I normally would to get used to it. Who's your Who's Macaulay? Yeah, yeah. There's a big height difference there, isn't there? Yeah, massive, massive. It's a pain in the ass, isn't it? Stuff like that. It is a pain in the ass. Like you, you drive all year in in this beautiful, molded, comfortable seat. And then you got to you got to try to change it and accommodate someone else. It's generally races. different size. Yeah, for for the longer races, for three of the rounds of the year, it's it's really hard. Luckily, over the last well before the you know most of my enduro stuff, I was always paired up with someone similar size to me, like my Conville Dumbrell, mm-hmm. uh, Will Davison. He was all you know. We were all a similar size. Boobs Blanchard. He was my co-driver. We were similar juice. size. Boobs <laughs> Juice. So yeah, it's always it's it is it is a struggle though as a driver mentally as well as physically. Yeah. But no, like I feel I feel for them because they hardly race at all and they kind of need to be comfortable, more, almost more comfortable than you guys because yeah, the main drivers we can sort of overcome anything. <laughs> we think we think we can anyway in the car. You no, know, there's more time go, in them being comfortable over steering. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, we just we we can set all the bars and stuff for them when they get in and out and and do all that. Well, I try to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nick, you've got Macaulay Jones for your uh, co-driver this year. He's done um, a few enduros, couple of sorry, a couple of wildcard events uh, in the lead up to enduros and these usual Super Two. Is he the best prepared that he has been in the last couple of years? Yeah, and really. On paper, you'd have to be the best prepared out of anyone who's done two wildcard events, all the DVS, all our test days, our rookie days. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's done more laps in a car than probably anyone in the country this year. Um, so, 
Yeah, he's, 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 he's on well, fire, too. though. He's going really well. Yeah, he's going well. And he, yeah, he's inside the, just inside the top 20 at Tail and Bend at a place where the cars were tricky. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I think he'll go well. It's um, good to see him stepping up this year, at um, like at Townsville. He should have had two wins pretty comfortably there besides the damper failure. So I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be good. And hopefully, you know, last year he drove well and I... Um, kept throwing thing off the road so never actually showed um, <laughs> what job he did so yep. hopefully tune that up a bit and one question I want to ask about the co-drivers is do you guys have much input and say into who your co-driver is or are they assigned to you oh we get we get it's generally 50-50 it's like who do you want who do you reckon will be good um yeah would you work with them that's about mm-hmm. it really yeah yep. and then you try yeah. and get them and they ask for too much money, and then you go, oh, "We can't get him." <laughs> yep. no, I'm just joking. We um, there's people that obviously it's no different. Like you have to be able to work with them or you know tolerate them mm-hmm. as well, because it's not they're not just driving your car. You you're with them like a lot of time in that three rounds, yeah. testing and stuff like that. And they're like kind of they nearly live out of your pocket a little bit because they're they're trying to get as much information to do a good job. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to hang out with the bloke as well. So yep. um, I've been lucky in the past too. I had yeah, McConville and Ollie Gavin and now uh, Macaulay. Yeah. So it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's really cool if they're a good person, you get along yeah. with them because it just makes your job and their jobs so much easier. Yep. You, just, you just piss fart around and laugh and joke and, oh, we've got to race the car now. And they generally do a good job. <laughs> like if you sort of pile on the pressure for them and they, you know, then they tend to stuff up. But I've been part of um, uh, bigger teams, like four car teams. Like when I was at Kelly Racing, there was a pool of four enduro drivers, and it kind of went by championship order. Mm-hmm. But, you know, say if Rick was leading, he'd get to choose first, and then Murph, and then whatever. And so that's how it sort of went there. Okay. So every team's got their own idea of what to do. Yep. Now there was a little bit before we wrap up the tail and bend. Uh, part there was a little bit of controversy on the on the podium on on Sunday, which I there was a lot of calls of it being uh, rubbish. And and Dave, you were on the podium. You could talk us through it. Talk us yeah. through Bottlegate and this thousand dollar fine for 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 Bottlegate. Talk me through it. Well, back this, this all started because I dropped a bottle at the Grand Prix, and Dennis this was, year, this year. I dropped oh, the bottle off the Grand Prix. When did you do that? Oh, no, we, yeah, because I was confused. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure the Grand Prix, we all dropped off the side of the podium. Yeah, that was the last yeah. time it was allowed because Dennis is, he's a New Zealander. He can't, he can't catch very well. He's kind of partially blind. He didn't catch the bottle and it smashed all over the, you know, F1 pit lane exit part. And then after that, they introduced a rule saying, no, you can't drop the bottle anymore. And then Wink Up, legend, legend status himself. Did it at Talon Ben and got a thousand dollar fine for it. Yeah, I don't. It's a bit silly. It is really, really. It's really picky. Really stupid. Typical Australian of finding something for a bit of fun. Yeah, it seems like a nanny overreaction. But now you you, you say, Dave, that Wink Up just threw it off. He didn't happen to have any assistance, any well, guidance you, from you to say maybe you let him into that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do it. I was the next in line. Yep. Um, and my team were like shaking their heads. No. Oh, don't do it. No, I went, oh, better not. This... I wouldn't have even known. I would have just launched the thing off. Yeah. Just launched it. 
there's been some silly fines. I've noticed in the stewards' um, outcomes over the last over the last you know couple of rounds. There's some people were getting fined for like fifteen hundred dollars for letting their drivers bath water out in the paddock. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a good yes. one. That was a yeah. good one. What? That was a good one. Oh, because well, we're in drought, we we can't waste you know fifty liters of water. Yeah. But yeah, mate, it's Australia. What do you expect? <laughs> What do you expect? I got done. We, um, love, we love to complain. I got done speeding in pit lane for practicing pit entry in practice at a brand new circuit, and I got five hundred dollar fine in my email. What did morning. you do? I saw I that. Know, I, like I wondered if when it happened. Is it? Did you do like fifth? Sorry, forty five, forty six. No, I think I was like fifty, but oh, 50, oh. Yeah, that's a that's a decent one. <laughs> yeah, over a what two meter loop or something. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't appreciate that. <laughs> at, a, at a brand new circuit where you don't even know where the pit entry line is. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot. There was a few people I was talking to that were like, I couldn't believe that the pit entry and exit at Taylor was in the place that it was. They thought it was a little. Uh, well, that's why I actually got done speeding because Lounsey was on my rear bar and I was sure if he knew I was pitting. So yeah. When I, Came across, I was late on the break. Oh, look, I don't think it was just you that got caught out. Heimgartner obviously didn't know where the pit yeah, entry no, no, was. Poor Andre. He would have got done speeding, but he had Tanner to sort of break his fall. Oh. He would have been doing 100 and something, surely, if he didn't hit him. They, that was a good shot. I was, I was in the truck watching the in-car, and I just looked up, and I just went, oh, my God. He nailed him got, so hard. Tanner said it hurt his neck, but it got better because then they crashed into each other. <laughs> Down pit lane again when they were exiting. Yeah. Tanner was exiting the box. Yeah, yeah. it he was is. a fair good dignum battle. Um, so Nick, one of the questions I I have for you is, and while we've got you here, your your first year with your your new engine supplier, have, have has, has it been the step forward that you were kind of hoping for, or is, how does how has it been from last year to this year? Um, yeah, it's definitely been a step up. They. Uh, the engine they're supplying has won on the weekend, so they're, um, there's nothing wrong with the you know, the power they're giving us and the reliability and drivability. But you know, it's not what we had last year. It wasn't terrible, but there was just drivability issues. Um, you know, not much development and stuff like that happening. So we wanted to go with a mob that you know are striving to punch out big power, but also mm-hmm. make it easy to drive off the corner and easy to drive out of pit lane and stuff like that. So. There's many reasons to doing it, so um, so far it's been been good, and it means that we go looking in other areas to try and find straight line, be mechanical drag and stuff like that, because um, you know we uh, we know we've got the same as what it's on car um, car one, one so and, it's, yeah, yeah C ninety seven. So it's yeah, it makes it definitely easier. Something that we don't have to think about now, and be no different to what Erebus is doing with WI. You know, you, you bolt in, you're confident in it, and then you go looking at other things. Mm-hmm. Are you are you hoping that, like Erebus and like those you know some of those other customer teams that you go better than the the team that are they're supplying as well? <laughs> Holy hell! If you're going better than Red Bull, like that's good. But that's Erebus the always going better than WR because they they got WR's gun engineer that they I don't know why they let go Al. So <laughs> he used WR's philosophy and now he's at Erebus the Dave. So that was a good pick uh, up by us, wasn't it? Very good pick up. Um, so. Yeah, like to beat Red Bull, you're just doing a good job. It doesn't I don't care what engine you got in it. It's um, just to beat them in any given round would be good. Um, well, what do you what do you think of um, BGR's progress so far this year? 
Oh, Big question. It's... I'm on the phone. <laughs> no, no pressure. Oh, it's been good. It's been good to see you guys. I know what I know. Watching last year, there were a lot. Of, at least from this perspective, there were a lot of mechanical failures in practice sessions that I'm sure hurt you guys' preparation. And I don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of you having any engine dramas this year. Is no, that correct? None. Zero. Oh, that's good. That's that's oh, very we had, good. Um, a throttle sticking in Adelaide, but that was um, not engine related. That was the actual pedal issue. So. Okay. Well, yeah, like anything, again, anything that brings another team up into the fight for top fives and podiums, it's good to see. And it looks like that you guys have been able to make that step this year in part because of the engine engine supply change. Yeah, it's um, a bit, bit of both. It's, uh, we're just doing consistent last year and now obviously we're quite consistent because we're third in the teams and I think you know, ninth and... 11th in the championship, so cars getting easy to drive. That's half the battle. It's close in the team championship, hey. Like it, yeah, us. it's on. Were you guys walking shore and um, us all fighting out for like third? Yes. Oh, the battle's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Bigger battle than this <laughs> for the championships. So, so Nick, with you and uh, and and Tim up there and battling, you know, towards the front. How do you drag Blanchard back from uh, and get him further up the pointy end? Um, oh, yeah, he was on for quite a good weekend, uh, Tail and Bend, and then, yeah, I think it's, like, it's easiest to use Dave as an example. If you got the car slightly wrong in a race, you didn't know a great race. So <laughs> he went. He was quite quick Friday, Saturday, and then they went a little bit different direction for Sunday's race. Um, and, you know, it didn't quite work out, so he had a bit of a struggle. But, like, when the category's this tight, um, you can't afford to be a tenth or half tenth off. Um, your teammates anymore so um, yeah I think uh, he knows that and he's working hard to try and improve but he's um, he's just doing Blanchard stuff he loves it <laughs> Blanchard <laughs> stuff <laughs> oh dear now we move on to the the next round with the first of the first Enduros the Sandown 500 in a couple of weeks uh, and it's retro round Uh you guys had favorite. Some, your favourite. You guys favorite. had some good oh, stuff man, last year. What, what do you got for us this year? Can you let us know? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be announced in due time. Perfect. It's the first time you've ever obeyed team orders. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing the corporate speaker, Dave Reynolds, here, which rarely comes out. <laughs> I hate him. Don't worry, I hate him. I want to tell everyone what I know. But Yep. <laughs> Generally, if I don't know, I just don't know, and I don't That's tell anyone. <laughs> but I actually know this one. So, I mean, do you guys look forward to, you know, do you look forward to, to doing something a little different for, for Retro Round? Is it good to go, oh, we're doing something a little different? It's, you know, is it relaxing? Is it good? Or what do you think? Oh, my, I love it. Like, I really love, like, all the old liveries and all the old get-ups, and just it's just a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I always tell everyone I should have been born in the... In the 70s and 80s. You know, I'm not really cut out for this horrible day and age these days. Um, even though I'm a, you know, 30 year old man in it, I'm not cut out for it. <laughs> what about, um, what yeah, about, I, I yeah. love it. I think it's great. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What, what do you reckon? Um, I have no clue what's on my car, so that's up to Kim Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love it too. It's, um, that's why I like that mobile livery. was, um, yeah. Cool. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know what everyone else is up to, but um, 
Blanchard goes ahead with what he's planning, I think he's, he's going to look mega. So um, I always enjoy it. Always um, some cool cars out there. And um, it's good when the, you know, the, the drivers from, you know, back in that era come out to sand and watch as well. So mm-hmm. it's always a bit of a blast. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I sent Frank into the great idea. Will, what about you? Oh, I agree completely. And Sandown's the best place to do it. I mean, mm. that's in terms of uh, in terms of the tracks that we that we go to and the tracks that we have in Australia. Like that is like our Leichhardt Oval. It's like our. I'm, I'm not, to be honest, sure what an AFL approximation is. I'm not heavily into AFL, but it's like that no. sort of home ground atmosphere. Like Cardinia the, Park. Sure, let's go with Cardinia Park. Right. Yeah, it's that sort Did of... Did you say Chlamydia Park? Yes, you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's hard to leave. Uh, <laughs> Good. Nice. I want to go to um, Chlamydia Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go You rattled him. <laughs> Completely yeah, rattled him. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, guys, you obviously teaming up with your co-drivers. Are you, I mean, Dave, you guys were, were fairly strong last year at Sandown. Uh, and Nick, I, yeah. I, I can't remember, but I think you're, you know, around the top 10 as well. Um, what do you look forward to about the, about the Enduros, especially the, the 500? Go, Davey. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> what I look forward to is longer races, yep. more team involvement, um, in sharing it, sharing the driving with, with another driver. It just creates a much better element bit less pressure from us and i don't know it's just it's got good vibes like Sandown, good vibes baffis you know world's best race yep uh gold coast good vibes i just love it it's really really enjoyable as a full-time driver what about you nick what, what what's good about the Sandown 500 or what's not i love the Sandown 500 so i'm going to say it's great but what do you like about it um yeah i, I think the first thing the racing is always quite good there because we can actually you know, we can pass and race each other pretty hard with the slipstream and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, the vibe around the pits is always quite good coming duro time. It's, um, yeah, exactly what Dave said. It's, it's just a quite a positive experience the whole enduro season. Um, something, it's, it's kind of like when you get to Clips or because, or I don't know, it's all kind of starting again and new and everyone's excited to go. And then you get to the enduros and it's got the yeah. element of all the co-drivers and liveries and, Who's doing what and watching your co-driver in practice and having like it is cool. Little it's just um, laughy shouts on who's co-driver's first and P1 lap one and yeah, it's always always fun in the pits for the main driver watching. So texting each other like, "Whoa, that was weird." <laughs> um, it's literally when the co-drivers are out there, it's world championship stuff. It's probably, it is. It's more more exciting than watching us do it because <laughs> you guys are like, like, like seven. That uh, practice session at Bathurst when like some of them just ease into the fours and you're like, oh, okay. Like a, a co-driver does it for <laughs> you're like, all right, yeah, no worries. No pressure. It's called enduro. It's called enduro season now. At the start of the year, it's like all fresh and kind of new. Yeah. So like everyone looks forward to the first couple of rounds, and then you go into the grind of the season, which I call <laughs> the grind, which is like from like round two to now, you're yep. just grinding now. And then, then you do the then you do the enduro season. Then it's kind of the run home. So, we're, well, the two good. interesting it, things for me is that um, SVG's got Earl Bamber, who, as we speak, yet hasn't driven the car. Uh, who did it, Winton? Yeah, but like in race conditions. Um, 
And McLaughlin has Prema, who I know he, he does a little bit of racing in Vegas and all that sort of stuff, but also, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the top two in the championship fighting it out. And it's interesting, the co-drivers that they've chosen. Mm. Sorry, I'm eating steak. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> I guess um, Shane's pretty confident in Bamber, so um, he did a good job. And I know, like he's, I think he's doing what DVS somewhere and a Porsche some at one of the like Bathurst DVS Porsche at bloody Gold Coast, and mm. yeah, like he's going to do plenty of miles. And I know he's been driving one without anyone knowing. So it's um, has he? Yeah, in Groby's thing. Uh, of course. Yeah, so like, there's he's doing laps, but obviously not the same amount as say Macaulay. But yeah, um, I don't know. Um, uh, Premat always goes quite good. He rags it, so um, I think it'd be good watching those two go at it. Cool. Um, Will, before we wrap this all up, talk us through the Friday poll. Well, we've kind of covered it off a bit because for this week, the Friday poll, which will go out on the Fox Sports website, foxsports.com.au website on Friday. Um, is should supercars use the super soft tyre at the bend next year? And I think by the sounds of things, yes. We all say yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Perfect. <Let's. laughs> right, well, it's, we'll put the poll out on uh, foxsports.com.au <laughs> and let everyone, <laughs> all, all the, the Twitter sphere and the Facebook sphere, can vote well, on that as well. The, make the poll, is Reynolds having a medium, rare, or well-done steak? Well, maybe... Okay, during the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hard, the soft, or the super soft option. <laughs> no, exactly. Back back to the tyres. Oh, he's on. If I, <laughs> this is a legitimate point. If I was going to say anything, that probably, no, we don't have to run the soft tyre, the soft tyre there, we should run the hard, because it creates another element of challenge. It's true. It's true. You know, we do a lot of soft tyre racing. We don't do many hard tyre races, so mm-hmm. it throws up another engineering element and something us drivers can complain about. Excellent. And it meant that Pen- Penske's recipe didn't work. Yeah. Exactly right. So it threw up another result, which was which is great for the sport because now we've got another championship leader and it's closer than ever. Well, yeah, yeah. in saying that, it's, yeah, 19 points for SVG to, to McLaughlin. And, uh, Davey, you've also made up... a. Made up some points on the on the top four, so that's that's a good uh, outcome from Taylor. It's all right, but yeah, I think legitimately, if we finish fourth for the year, I think we've done a fantastic job. Yep, you know, we're trying to target. You know, obviously, I'm trying to win it, but who is fourth? Lounsey. Lounsey, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and the teams championship. I mean, it's really. I mean, DJ Team Penske have really dropped the ball a little bit because uh, Coulthard hasn't been up there, kind of helping. Uh, well, up to where McLaughlin is uh, through most of the year, where SVG and Wing Cup have always kind of been around each other. So that's uh, that's something they'll need to work on over the next few rounds, no doubt. Then the big question that's, we have, yes, Will? Well, that said, like, it's enduro season. Like, if both Red Bull cars, say, dip out at Sandown or dip out at Bathurst and the Shell cars are on the podium, all of a sudden that gap turns to nothing again. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we know that through the enduro season, anything can happen, so... Um, you can't really look at the championship stuff unless you're, like, P26 in the championship until probably after Gold Coast, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. who's got the best run, like, who gets on with it for the last two rounds. And 
Because anything can happen. The thing could just roll to a stop on the last line of Bathurst and you just throw away 300 points. So, yeah. Well, if you, obviously, if you're leading it. But, um, it's, um, yeah, the team stuff especially. Mm. Like, if two cars just finish, like, fourth, fifth, it's like, well, there's some big points. Yeah, well, mm. and McLaughlin hasn't had the best run at Bathurst so far. Um, you know, last no, year he was far. quick and then it went Kaputski. Um, you know, even going back to 2014, you know, putting it in the wall, the cutting, and a, you know, kind of a, every almost every result, but not no podium yet. So, you know, that's an interesting conundrum. Hey, he's due one. Hey? He's due one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't say that. But, in, um, but but you can say so that. I, I mean, it feels. You know, we, we've got two Bathurst winners on the line here. So you know, it, it, if you to say that, that's probably a good thing for him. But I'm sure you would want to take the top step yourselves. Oh, obviously. Yeah. It's, the only, it's the only race anyone cares about. Yeah. And it's the only race, as even as drivers, you remember who won. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you who won at Winton or, or Bloody Sandown. I wouldn't even know. Wow. Well, because I don't care. Yeah. Because I really don't care. <laughs> it's only your own race wins that you remember? <laughs> well, obviously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, though. Like, when you look at that coverage back last year of... Bathurst and like the amount of hype around that last restart. Mm. Um, it's easy to remember, like obviously myself and Davey, but it's like how up and about Compton and everyone are, like going into that restart, the crowd, everyone. Yep. No offense yep. to like Jamie, I know how he won the championship it was unbelievable, but you know, the, the crowd was just there because it was you know, mint location and having a few beers and Jamie happened to win the day. But at Bathurst, everyone. Cares who crosses that line, yep. and yeah, and backs their favorite driver. So yeah, really, yeah. Garth, you know, Garth told me when we won it, he's like, more people will recognise you walking down the street on Monday winning Bathurst than they ever will winning the championship, and he's done both. So he's a hundred percent correct. Yep. yep. Um, not that I've won the championship, but not yet. I, I can only say correct. Yeah, even like you finished third. I've finished third there twice in the last few years, and you still like everyone knows. It's mm. pretty incredible. Yeah. Yep, everyone's watching. And uh, All right, boys. Well, it's uh, as we've spoken about, Shane Van Gisbergen leads the championship from McLaughlin. Uh, the lead is 19 points. Uh, our next round is the Sandown 500. It's enduro season in a couple of weeks. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us and talking some supercars with us. No worries. Davey, always a pleasure. Always good to chat to you. No worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 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 yes. Was it? Where, how, how did you cook it, by the way? Uh, rare. It was rare. Oh. Well, you didn't cook it. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, nice. Will, thanks for for joining us. From and, the fridge uh, to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Paddock to plate. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's all uh, for the uh, Talonbend wrap up. We will see everyone after the next podcast. Ace.